Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will, um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands. and um, good thing. And apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote Stink, stank, stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. There is no Rosenblum today. Stevie Sunshine is not with us today because it is express suckage. I'm Mark Grody. Solo suckage. Solo Grody. An hour and 45 minute show today. 1245 is when our Cubs broadcast begins here on 670 to score. The Cubs and the Marlins rematching in a, a classic 120 game right here on the score. Jake Arrieta against Pablo Lopez. And we do have a ton to cover today on our shortened show. White Sox talk with Scott Merkin at 11.20. A bunch of Bears discussion in the noon hour. We'll kick that off with Eric Edholm. And then I have a weekly segment called What Mark Heard. And I will just give it away right now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. It will also involve a lot of bears and some of the, the details of minicamp, my takeaways, what bears. you should look forward to or expect bears. Going forward in terms of training camp and will Eddie Goldman be there, all of that will be covered coming up in the, in the noon hour. You would be a welcome guest on this show, 
as well. If you are out there listening, you got your earbuds in, walking around the city or the suburbs, driving around, hit me up, man. 312-644-6767 is the number. You can always find me on Twitter. The tweeting, the, the tweeting never stops. At Mark Grody Sports is the way to do that. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as well. Follow me on Instagram, man. I like to have fun um, right over there or on any of these social media ways. But text or call 312-644-6767. I will be looking and we'll be expecting a breaking phone call or two on the show like we do on Rosenblum and Grody. Well, it was a dud for the, the Cubs last night. No doubt about it. 10-2 loss to the, the Marlins. Zach Davies allowing a grand slam to... Adam Duvall and a three-run homer to John Birdie as well. The the game definitely goes in the category of sometimes you're going to get blown out over 162 games. I think I heard it was Pat Hughes or Ron Coomer saying last night that you just you're going to have these kinds of games, but you just can't have multiple games. Everybody gets a few, and the Cubs had one yesterday for sure. A jacked-up crowd out at Wrigley Field on a a somewhat rare Friday night game at Wrigley Field. And you got the Marlins in town who have not been good up to this point, 10 games over 500, and then barrel, barrel, barrel. Not a good game for the Cubs out at uh, Wrigley Field. But here, here is what is more concerning to me, despite the fact that Cubs pitching yesterday allowed 10 runs, mostly Zach Davies, a little bit of Dan Winkler mixed in there as well. Here is what is more concerning to me, this little stat that I highlighted. And it is small, small sample size, but it is real to me. And if you are a Cubs fan, it should be real to you as well. The Cubs, 11 runs in their last five games. Yeah, just five games. Hold up your hand, and that's how many games I'm talking about right now. But it is real because that has been the Cubs' bugaboo. Let's go bugaboo. Over the last three years, not scoring runs, especially down the stretch in post-seasons, in big games, in the final week of the year against good pitching the Cubs have had trouble scoring runs I think it is when we see the trend start to re-erupt as it did then I think you have to if you are a Cubs fan Cubs observer whatever baseball fan you have to look at it and say all right there it is that's that's five games now where the Cubs ain't scoring runs are they going to get it back on track real quick and we're not going to worry about it or it or is it reverting back to the way the the Cubs have been for the last three years. So I do get worried when when I see that. I mean, the beginning of this year was rough for the Cubs. Then they got it back on and had you know one of the top run different, and they probably do still have a a top five run differential in Major League Baseball. But it was bad early, got good, and here we are right now with this this small this little issue. And I promise you that this is this is the stuff that GM Jed Hoyer is really paying attention to. 
you know, there, there have been some good times recently for the Cubs. And I, I have said it and proclaimed it in some of my previous shows. The Cubs are good. The Cubs are good. They're a good baseball team. And it always comes down to what can they do in the postseason. And I promise you that Jed Hoyer is just as in sync with what I'm saying right now as, as anybody else. Because he knows that that has been the problem for the Cubs in the past. And then to creep in the other issue. And I guess last night was symbolic in so many ways. They didn't score a lot of runs, and you know that I don't think the Cubs have a postseason pitching staff at this point that, that could go three deep, and Zach Davies, although he's had his good moments this year, last night was the following, not one of them. So, yeah, a couple things made this game symbolic last night, and you go back to, like, like think about this, and it, it's sort of perfect that we're talking about the Marlins because – Going through the history of the Cubs, and sometimes I have to remind myself of this, and I think fans have to be reminded of it, what has happened at the end of seasons over the last three years or so, four years even, if you'd like. But last year, 2020, in the shortened season, that is when the Cubs lost the the wild card round to Miami, 5-1 and 2-0. Sandy Alcantara and Sixto Sanchez, remember the six the Sixto game? In in 2019, no playoffs. The Cubs were in it all year. They were good, just like that Cubs are this year. They were good. And what what happened in tw- no playoffs? Faded away. Cubs ended up in third place that year in the division. Joe Madden fired. 2018, Cubs lost the when it was still just a one game wild card. Lost to Colorado 2-1 in 13 innings. And the real killer of that year, the day before, remember, just one run in that game. The day before, they lost to Milwaukee 3-1 in the the tiebreaker for the NL Central. So the, these things have been going on, and it is worth looking into them and zeroing in on them when we still have to, every day, think about what the Cubs president of baseball operations, Jed Hoyer, may or may not do with this team. It is such a, it, it is a tough place, man, for, for Jed Hoyer to be in because he is, he has the job of, at least he feels like, it seems like he feels like he has the job of protecting the legacy and saying, whenever he talks about any of these guys of the Cubs core, the, let's just say the the members of this Cubs team that contributed to the Cubs winning the World Series in 2016, he is always very protective of that and quick to point out what they have meant to the franchise and, you know, what, what they might mean going forward as well. But, but that is the, the not scoring runs thing. That's been the issue for the Cubs since 2016. I mean, 2017, I, that... That was a weird year because you had that crazy series, playoff series against the Washington Nationals, and then you pretty much got blitzed by the Dodgers in the in the NLCS. And then then the trend really in earnest began, and we just can't overlook it. And I hope like today, I mean maybe today, you know Jake Arrieta against Pablo Lopez, maybe the Cubs, maybe they reverse it and it's 10-2 and they, they get everything back together. But whenever I start to see a pause in run scoring, especially as we're getting on in the season, I get just a little bit worried. 
312-644-6767 is the number. Taking your temperature, too, on on where you are with the Cubs. I think we've established the Cubs are good, but to, do they have what it takes to do damage in the postseason? And that's what it's always about with this version of the Chicago Cubs since since 2015. There, there is one really good part that I really enjoyed watching on the Cubs this year, and there was Jock Peterson launching again last night. A couple leads off the game with a home run last night. He blasted off again in third when the game, I think it was 5-2 at that point. He just, like, since he came off the disabled list, when he was hitting nothing, good spring training, started off the year horribly, goes on the injured list, comes off the injured list, hitting hard singles in every direction. Those singles turned into home runs. And I know he had a little bit of a slide towards the end of last month, but he's back on this month. He's been a pleasure to watch this year. Like, And he seems like it feels like just watching him interact with Cubs teammates, it feels like he, he belongs here. Like he's part of that core, even though he's not. It just has that, and it just must must be his personality because he just he fits in very well. Will Jock Peterson be around? I mean, we don't really talk about Jock Peterson and the value that he might have because there's got to be value, right? I mean, I don't know exactly what you get, but that is uh, other teams are definitely like if the Cubs are dangling players, and you know, there's been flirtations with it for the last few years, really. I, I think Peterson is one of those guys that teams are going to look at. So oh, lefty bat, he's hitting everything hard, plays serviceable defense. You know, we talk so much about the the Baezes and the Chris Bryant's and all those guys, and Wilson Contreras, Anthony Rizzo, justifiably so. But I keep an eye on uh, on Jocko Peterson too because it's something something could uh, very well happen with him as well if the Cubs decide to to go in that direction. So just a little, I just had my, my warning signs flashing, watching that and paying attention to what's been going on with the Cubs in their last five games. It's still all good in terms of the division. The Cubs are 39 and 31. They're one game up on Milwaukee in the national league central. My guess is that it's, it's going to, we're going to have a bumper to bumper season. So I don't think that, I don't think Jed Hoyer is going to have the, the luxury of looking at the the trade deadline and say, well, my team is is 10 games up in the division or 10 games behind. It's a very easy decision. I don't think it's going to be like the Cubs record is is not going to be helpful to Jed Hoyer in terms of what they're going to do because it's going to be close. It's going to be close. I can't write off St. Louis or really anybody. Well, maybe the Pirates. But Milwaukee is still right there, and it's – it's fun, I got to tell you, man. Like it, it is. It's always fun, even though the division is not great. It's okay, mediocre, all of that. It's going to be a fascinating, or continue to be a fascinating summer in terms of w- will there be a team in the National League Central that will eventually blast off? I happen to think that there will not be. And then as we get closer to decision time for Jed Hoyer, that is going to be absolutely fascinating we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we are going to talk about the the chicago white Sox, who lost to the astros 2-1 last night they've lost the first two games of this series against houston 
Let's find out what's up with the White Sox with Scott Merkin of MLB.com. I'm Mark Grody. It's Rosenblum and Grody without the Rosenblum on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast into right field down the line into the corner it goes lamb plucks it out of the corner Goriel's around third and he is safe the astros walk it off on an RBI double from Jordan Alvarez, Houston wins 2-1 to one in game two of this series. He was going to pitch the ninth if we scored. Right. I, I guess, you know, once he starts warming up, does that mean you bring him out for the tenth, or would you continue to wait um, for – No, probably if the way, the, the way that um, – if we had gotten three outs in the ninth and, and not scored in the tenth. You know, if, if the game was tied or if we had scored, then Liam would come in to, to save it. If it was tied, uh, I'd have sent Crochet back out there. Toy Talk manager Tony LaRussa justifying his decision to have Garrett Crochet pitching in that ninth inning instead of Liam Hendricks. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. White Sox lost to the Astros 2-1. to one. And, yeah, the Y names... We're dangerous like they tend to be for the Houston Astros. That was the highlights you heard was on NBC Sports Chicago. Jordan Alvarez, the RBI double against Garrett Crochet, of course, scoring Yuli Gurriel, who had singled earlier in the bat. The White Sox lose 2-1. to one. Sox still in great shape, 43-27, and 27, three and a half games up on the Cleveland Indians. Let's keep the White Sox talk hot, though, as we now bring in from MLB.com. It is Scott Merkin. What's going on, Merk? How are you, man? Mark, how you doing? And, you know, one of the, um, I think it's one of the stats guys for Houston pointed out Thursday night that I think there were five guys in the lineup with the first name starting with Y in that game between the two teams. 
It's amazing. It really is. Jordan Alvarez, Guriel, Mercedes, Moncada. Who am I missing in there? There's one more in there, but I, that, yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, the White Sox have their fair share as well. Yeah, there's, sure. There's, there's, a, there's, there's a great piece of trivia to start this interview with. I think. <laughs> It's worthwhile because this is not something that would have been discussed, say, you know, 20, 30 years ago. The Y names are exactly, you know, and they are making an impact. I guess we could start with what Tony La Russa was discussing. I I actually did not have a big problem with Garrett Crochet pitching last night. And part of it is, and, and I guess this is symbolic of the season for the White Sox. When before the season started, this was the type of game, a 1-1 game late, that the Sox were supposed to be built to win because it seemed that the bullpen was going to be the undisputed strength of the team. It hasn't right. exactly worked out that way. So... I mean, you can't put Liam Hendricks in every time. Crochet comes in, and I, I like we're supposed to trust Garrett Crochet in those big situations too. What did what did you make of it? You know, first of all, I think you know everyone in life, whether you work in this industry or you you're a doctor, lawyer, or whatever else, you're a fan of something, right? So, take example, I'm a big fan of Michigan sports, and I can guarantee you that you know there have been games where. Football-wise, where the opposition has scored on the first drive, and I'm like, this game's over. What a horrible situation. What a horrible defensive call. And I, I was right a lot on that last year, unfortunately, for Michigan football. But I think there's something to always look at and challenge. But it's interesting to me that I think if you take the name off the criticism, you can pretty much put Ricky Renteria's in, name in from last year, and it's not a whole heck of a lot different, right? So, I mean, mm-hmm. managers are always going to get criticized. And th- there's some validity to some things, I think, during the year. But... You know, Tony LaRusso has done this before. He's won three World Series championships. He's won six pennants. Excuse me, does that make him infallible? Absolutely not. No question about it. He's made mistakes. He's going to make mistakes. There's no question about it. But he gets the big picture. And I think, number one, Garrett Crochet has had a, a very good season overall. So I think there's nothing wrong with using Garrett Crochet in a tie game. But you can't use Liam Hendricks every week for multiple innings you can't use him you know every time when the game is tied there's going to be plenty of chances where he is out there in tie game there's going to be plenty of chances where he gets extended to an inning in two-thirds two maybe even two innings but you have to balance it out and that's why i think one of larusa's strengths this year is and part of it is because it's out of necessity because there's so many darn guys hurt this year you know with either more serious injuries like Jimenez and robert and madrigal or you know il stints like hamilton and eaton and so on but he's used that whole roster. And by having that whole roster, you never have someone who comes in there cold and doesn't kind of not, not know what's going on, but isn't ready for the moment. So, you know, I, I think there will be plenty of time for the, the thing you got to do is in the regular season is get to the postseason. You know, no one, yes, you, you want to earn home field advantage, especially with the Sox, we're the best home team in baseball. But no one gets any extra style points because, hey, remember that game on Friday night, that great game where Rodon dominated? But Houston won, you know, well, we lost a half a seed because of that. doesn't matter. You know, I mean, you just got to get to the postseason, and then it kind of all starts again. So in a roundabout way, I, I see the point. But, I mean, you can't, you know, as much as Liam Hendricks wants to pitch all the time, you have to, you know, you can't use him all the time. You have to pick and choose your spots. And I think there will be more of those situations as the season comes on for him. Yeah, and I, the reason I couldn't work up a good burn in anger like our producer Adam Sinzinski, who who played that cut because he was mad, um, and and so 
part that's part of why we're addressing it right now. But I can't work up a, that because I think Garrett Crochet is excellent or should should be like he he's going to trend towards that. I know he's had some issues this year, but yes. in theory, Merck Garrett Crochet should be good enough to go in in the ninth inning and and get those three outs. Yeah, I mean, and you know, it wasn't his night last night, and they they sat on the slider, and I saw you know. Gordon Beckham, Gordon Beckham, excuse me, I haven't heard him on the broadcast, but I saw him explain that, you know, that Brantley really just missed, you know, flew out to near the warning track, and then uh, Guriel lined up the middle, and then Alvarez, you know, kind of guided it down the right field line, and, and Guriel scored. So that happens. You know, you know, this sounds so cliche, but the bottom line is I get it. I get that fans sat through the rebuild, media sat through the rebuild, the players sat through the rebuild, most importantly, in order to win. You know, and that's and this team is very good this year, one of the best in baseball. So I think every loss gets heightened because of that. But you're going to lose games, and especially to really good teams like Houston. You don't want to lose this game in October if you're facing them, obviously, clearly a thousand times over. But, you know, I mean, you, you move on to the next day, and that's that. You're going to, you know, I mean, the White Sox team in 05, which is still one of the more underrated champions I've ever seen, is, you know, saw a 15-and-a-half game lead over Cleveland, dropped to one-and-a-half. They still won the World Series. That Cubs team in 2016, which was the best team in that year of anyone in baseball, I think had a 4-14 and stretch before the All-Star break. Even the best of teams are going to go through stretches where they, they fade a little bit. It's just having yourself in the best position to win when October comes around and Barring something totally unexpected, the White Sox will be playing in October for a second straight season. Yeah, and, and the Houston Astros are a very good baseball team, Absolutely. just like the White Sox. And we're talking Absolutely. to Scott Merkin of MLB.com. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Carlos Rodon, excellent again last time. Mark, seven innings, one run, three hits, eight strikeouts. He did walk three. He did walk in a guy with the bases loaded, but that was preceded by the, the big strikeout of Jose Altuve. Got a big double play in the seventh inning. I mean, it just it keeps going on. Rodon, here we are now, man. We're, we're in late June, and Rodon has really not had much of a, of a let-up from what he's done all season long. Now let's drop another cliche, right, that he looks like an ace. He's pitching like an ace. The things you saw last night were what, you know, guys who start deciding games in the playoffs do. You know I mean? Excuse me. First of all, you know, almost every time out there, there seems to be some sort of no-hitter or perfect game watch for him. He went, what, 13 13 batters left. I think at one point when you – not I think I did this math. when, When you factor in the Detroit start, and then the start of the Houston game, he was opposing hitters were one for 35 against him with two walks. And I don't care if you're pitching on a sandlot in, you know, in, in downtown Chicago, somewhere there aren't a lot of sandlots in downtown Chicago, but whatever. Um, <laughs> that's a pretty good run, right? I mean, I, I think yes. if you're playing among your friends, you're not going to go, you're not going to retire 35 of 30 straight, six straight hitters. But I think what you saw is, you know, he kind of lost focus for it, not focus. He lost it for a second there in the fifth after Alvarez kind of rolled that ball down the third baseline for the first hit of the game. But yet, you know, walks Maldonado on four pitches, comes back and strikes out, you know, one of the hottest hitters in baseball in Altuve to keep that game from going completely sideways. You know, uh, seventh inning, 103 pitches, admitted that he needed to kind of take a moment to regroup. Behind the mound was getting a little fatigued. Faced Miles Straw, you know, got him to hit it hard, right at Anderson, double play turn, inning over. And that's what main guys do that's what number one guys do or just you know 
frontline starters do. They minimize the damage. They pitch out of tough situations. And even when they're kind of losing their strength, they're still pitching with excellence. And that's what Rodon has been. I mean, literally, you take out uh, like one, even that Cleveland start where I think he gave up three home runs, and including back-to-back to start the game in Cleveland. He was good. And then the one Kansas City start basically was skewed by Salvador Perez hitting a ball like around eye-high into the right field stands, and he's had a great year. So, I mean... That's pretty much it for, you know, missteps for Rodon this year. He's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And he he looks the part. I mean, he's always had that ferocious attitude out on the mound, but he was really bringing it last night. And, I, yeah, I was definitely going into a no-hitter alert at one point in time and then the cheap base. The, the White Sox starters good. have some of the best best looks on the mound, don't they, when they're, like, <laughs> they do. getting a guy out between Giolito, Rodon, uh, Lynn, who am I missing it? They're going not quite well, as much. Well, and not Cease either. Like, Cease is just stone-faced. Right, but the first three, Rodon, Lynn, and Giolito, you could probably do just a story just by watching their reaction the entire game and going from there. Oh, totally. That is such a great point. And l- let's stay on starting pitching because you brought up the, the, the 05 White Sox, and – that, that team had a lot of homers. They had the ability to play small ball with Gucci and Pitsednik and all of that. But it really, like, it, it almost feels old school. It's like you got that you have every day you have a starting pitcher that has the potential to do something special. And that just makes, that just cleans up everything else. I mean, sometimes there's bad defense. Sometimes you get bad bullpen work. The Sox do. But, you know, you got Lance Lynn tonight. That is, that's the... That's why the White Sox have overcome everything this year, isn't it? Well, you know, the man who's going to be doing uh, analysis on the broadcast night, A.J. Pruszynski, and I'm sure other people have said this, but I remember him once saying that, you know, momentum is really your next day starting pitcher, right? So that's why the White Sox, I tweeted this out earlier, one time this entire season they've lost three in a row, and that was the three-game sweep at Yankee Stadium. I mean, think about that. They haven't lost two in a row at home the entire year. And they've only had one three-game losing streak the entire season. And, you know, that speaks to a really good team, but it speaks to a pitching, a starting pitching staff that keeps you in every game and pretty much gives you a chance. To, I mean, there's, you can count on one hand, right, the amount of games where the starting pitchers for the White Sox have been knocked out before, like, the fourth or fifth inning this year. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's outstanding. I mean, it's, you know, you look at it, if guys are all in their – top gamers, you know, pitching to their strengths. Who, who's the guy when you get to the playoffs? And obviously you got to get there first, but, you know, do you, who are the three you go with? Who are the four you go yeah. with? You have plenty of choices there. So, I mean, and that's a key trait to why this team is doing so well still. You know, I mean, they've lost a 40 home run guy who was a silver slugger winner in Aloy Jimenez, who, you know, should be back. You've lost the best athlete on your team and a guy who is really, you know, kind of figuring it out as a major league player. And I don't mean figuring it out like he was struggling, but I mean starting to ascend to that level that people thought he was going to be at as a superstar in Luis Robert. Now Nick Madrigal, who's just kind of a key part in, in the fit of that whole team. Michael Kopech's been gone for a while. Adam Eaton, Billy Hamilton. I mean, the list goes on. And yet they're three and a half games up on the Indians, who really are their only challenge. You know, no offense to any other team in that division, but unless Minnesota, I think Minnesota in 2006 finished like 36-10 and 10 to make the playoffs. They basically have to do that now, you know, to get into the playoffs to catch the White Sox. So there's really one team the Sox have to beat out the rest of the way. And I think maybe the team they have to beat out the rest of the way is themselves. You know, I mean, I think they really have to work harder not to make it than to make the playoffs. And I think a big part of that is because their starting pitching has been absolutely dominant. 
100%. And, and I don't know what it, it's so funny. Like you mentioned Minnesota and what they would have to do to get in. That is still the team that White Sox fans are scared to death of. Like they got to be 30 games out before White Sox fans are going to take their eyes. I get off it. And I've talked to some who believe that because their offense can be so strong. And I think White Sox fans have nightmares of like the season being on the line and Nelson Cruz hitting like a 420 foot home run to center field. Right. I mean, what <laughs> was it? The first series last year where the guy had, I think he had three homers and 10 RBIs in the first oh, series yes. of the year last year. Yes. The um, first game against but, you know, the White I, Sox, I think, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. The but they, game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, I mean, he, he has just killed the White Sox since he's gone to Minnesota. Absolutely. I mean, he's pretty good overall, and he's pretty amazing what he's done, you know, in his, I don't want to say later years because he's considerably younger than me, but, I mean, later baseball years. <laughs> right. I mean, course. it's amazing. But I, I just, you know, every time you see the Twins win, like, 5 of 6 or, you know, 8 of 11, you think, okay, maybe. And, really, they just have to get in there, right? They have to somehow try and get in, and, and they don't have to yeah. really catch the White Sox. They just have to try and get a wild card spot. But they're they have like, you know, a month of work just to get to 500 at this point. So I don't think they're any kind of concern until they can get to 500. Now, with that said, they certainly can be a thorn in the Sox side with a number of games head to head, you know, where it won't matter for them making the playoffs apparently, but it could matter, you know, for the Sox standing if they just absolutely, you know, take them apart head to head. Yep. The old spoiler role. Um, Exactly going to get interesting down the stretch. Merck, thank you so much. Have fun in Houston covering the the Sox Astros tonight, and I shall talk to you soon, my friend. And thanks for the Eagles lead-in. I appreciate it. <laughs> all, all, hey, man, we like to make our guests happy on this show, Merck, so we'll, we'll keep it coming for you, bro. All right, Mark. Take care. All right, man. That is uh, Scott Merkin, the mayor of Streeterville, as I like to call him. I, you know, one guy I didn't ask him about was just quietly last night. Actually, it wasn't quiet because it was the eighth inning in a 1-1 game. Cody Hoyer looked really good. A 1-2-3 eighth inning. We haven't had a lot of clean Cody this year. And uh, there wasn't a very clean Dylan Cease in the game two nights ago. The the 10-2, that was the White Sox dud. The the 10-2 game and the, the what it, D- Dylan Cease pitched into the fourth inning, allowed six runs. Not particularly good, as Steve Stone would say. Michael Brantley, the three-run homer, and yeah, there was all sorts of bad stuff in the game two days ago. But the White Sox with a chance to the rebound. Tonight. Sox have the the Fox game tonight. Sox will be on national television tonight at 6:15. The White Sox and the Astros. Lance Lynn against Framber Valdez, three and zero with a 1.42 ERA. How about that fancy ERA of Lynn? One. 51. This is the Rosenblum and Grody Show. It is solo suckage, express suckage. Steve Rosenblum is off and uh, will return in the very near future. I promise you that. Cubs baseball today. The Cubs host Milwaukee. 1245 is when I go off the air. Zach Zabin will bring you the pregame show. Then Pat Hughes and Ron Coomer will have the call at 120. Jake Arrieta making the first pitch at that time. Still to come, we're going to do a bunch of Bears in the noon hour, including Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. I've got what Mark Hurd will include some of the hot Bears cuts of the week. And when we return, there's a bunch of great text messages on uh, my text screen here that I want to read back. A lot of it dealing with the the Chicago Cubs. If you want to get a White Sox tweet or call in or text, I should say, do that as well. 312-644-6767. It's Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Mark Grody with you on The Score. 
Got a full block of Bears coming up in the noon hour. Going to read some of your good Cubs and Sox text messages here in just a second at 312-644-6767. If you want to get in a text or a call, please feel free to do it again. 312-644-6767. A couple of very important things, though, before I get to that. Number one, I need to use 50,000 watts of radio to wish a happy 80th birthday to my dad, Gary of the Grodies. Dad, happy birthday! That's right. 80 years young. We're going all out. Capital Grill Steak tonight. Um, that's what's going down in the Grody family um, for for Mr. Grody. So happy birthday, Dad. Looking forward to seeing you, you later on today. And here's to another 80 years like that. Since um, we're doing so family shout-outs. Sure, sure. I, uh, yeah. my, my parents' wedding anniversary was on Thursday. This was their 49th anniversary, so happy Ooh. belated anniversary. Wow, man. Well, you better start the planning for the 50th right now, man. Oh, I know. Because you need to step up and, and make that special. Well, we gotta try to we, we got to try to outdo the party we had for my dad's 70th slash their 45th anniversary. That was yeah. my dad's 70th birthday slash their 45th anniversary. Uh, that was a... That was, Highly praised amongst the family for how well, how how good of a party that was that me and my sister put together. So we gotta we gotta Ooh. find a way to top that. Yeah, it's tough to one up those things. If you've already had a you know signature party, then you gotta step up the game. I think the you only way to top it, it, it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, just make it a destination. Like maybe take it to a resort somewhere in a nice part of our country. Oh, it's an interesting idea. <laughs> Really it's just it's just hard to down, mobilize. Bro. Like I want it to be something where, you know, the whole extended family can be there and it's hard to mobilize that many people to go somewhere, you know? We'll figure something out though. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm putting a little bit of uh, unnecessary pressure on you. I'm sure like from what I've, you know, learned about my parents is that they, and and for birthdays and things like this, it's like they just the just being together wherever it is that's all that that's all that they want so that that is what hopefully the 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 grody brothers and sisters tonight and the grandchildren will all provide for gary grody so happy birthday dad and happy happy 49th anniversary to your parents as well adam sadinsky aka the trash panda here's another thing too that is something really cool that we're doing here at 670 The Score. Next Wednesday, the next Wednesday in life, we will be here at The Score doing our, our first ever What About Chicago Radiothon. We are partnering with Sam Acho, the, the former Bear, um, his, his charity Athletes for Justice to fund the construction of a grocery store in Austin in Chicago. Um, so Austin Harvest is currently a pop-up mart that sells healthy, fresh food at an affordable price in a food desert. The store employs high schoolers from Austin, which is really cool. And and, and here is the here is the man behind it all, the the guy who got in the boss's ears to do it and talk them into it. Danny Parkins will host for 24 hours starting 9 a.m. on the 23rd through 9 a.m. on the 24th on all score shows which is cray cray but here cheers to danny parkins for 
single-handedly getting the, the ball rolling on this thing. And I will be, I'm lucky enough to be a part of it. I will be on that night starting at 6 o'clock with Danny Parkins. He and I will go from 6 until midnight. I've been told by Mitch Rosen that there will be some grobber transition. So me, Danny, and Grobber talking it up for however long, and then Danny will do the overnight with Grobber as well. So it's a really cool thing. We're going to be joined by Acho, other prominent athletes, kids from Austin Harvest. And if you'd like to, like right now, donate or learn more about it, uh, please go to 670thescore.com slash give or text give to 4499. Five four four nine nine five, but 670thescore.com slash give is where you can find out everything you need to know, everything that I just said, and more. Also, I see a little note here at the end, too, that I've been just been told about, that you'll also have a chance to win some pretty cool prizes like a suite at a Cubs game, Bulls game, Hawks game, autograph memorabilia. So next Wednesday is going to be a day uh, with which to be reckoned right here on 670 The Score. Um, all right, some of your uh, text messages, they've been been—they've been rolling in quite nicely throughout uh, this show. Um, let's see, from the, from the 217, Grody, you're the goods, brother. I completely agree. The Cubs should definitely try to keep Jack around going forward. I know he's a lesser concern among the Cubs free agents, but still, I've been loving Jock as a Cub. Now, I, I don't want to get it too mixed up here. Now, I, I think Jock, Jock Peterson is excellent, excellent, except for the, the very beginning of the season. He, he hits like every single baseball hard. He His swing and miss, some of the pitches that he swings at are very Javier Baez-like, but he's been terrific. I don't know that you I, – I, I, I'm not looking at Jock Peterson and saying extend him. I'm saying that – He's a guy that's sort of been forgotten in the what-can-you-get-for-him debate because we know the obvious ones like Craig Kimbrell and Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, Wilson Contreras, so on and so forth. Jock Peterson has, I would say, quietly put together an excellent year for the Cubs, and even his outs have been loud. His exit velocity on his balls hit have been great. It just seems like every time he and then and then he fits in wonderfully. And I think that's the part that you heard me saying how well he fits in with the Cubs. It has the feel of like he's been buddies with these guys forever. But I just say don't you know another two homers last night. Don't sleep on Jock Peterson under a one-year deal as somebody that you might be able to get value for if you do decide to go in that direction. Um, from the, the 469, Grody, that opening segment went too well. I know you can suck more. I believe in your suckability. Thank you, and I, I do apologize. For, uh, sucking. Yeah. <laughs> from the 630, Mark, I would think the GMs of the Reds, Cardinals, and Brewers pretty much have the same thoughts as Jed Hoyer of the Cubs. It'll also be interesting to see which direction each of these teams goes at the trade deadline. It's good. Good point. I mean, we are obviously Cubs and Sox centric in this town and not really thinking about what the other teams may do. The Milwaukee Brewers might be a team, too, that even though they are close, they are right there, one game back of the cup. They may be having the same discussions in Milwaukee about, hey, even if you're close, you might want to blow it up and work towards the future, and maybe that would just leave the Cubs as the last man standing. Yeah, I brought up at the beginning of the show. My biggest concern, like right now at 11 to 52, 
on a Saturday morning is the little starred stat that I have here. The Cubs 11 runs in their last five games. Yeah, the production has been good for more of the season than it has not been, but we know that that's been the Cubs' problem in the last years and not getting, not going deep into the playoffs or like in 2019, not even making the playoffs. You know, last year, good good season. The Cubs were good, and then all of a sudden they scored one run in two games against the Marlins in the postseason. Like I said, 2019, nothing. Shut out, didn't make the play. We're good all year, faded away, nothing. 2018, the wild card game to Colorado, 2-1 in 13 innings. We all remember that game. And then what what was more perhaps more painful and probably could have changed the entire trajectory of that postseason for the Cubs in 2018. The day before, they lost to Milwaukee 3-1 in the tiebreaker for the, for the NL Central. And the common theme in all those games, all those scores that I just gave you, is that the Cubs stopped scoring runs. The uh, offense became the, the downer. And so when I see any sample of games where the offense starts to fade, I probably make more of it than, than one should. But I think that there has been some damage done in the past that leads to that sort of baseball trauma that maybe some of us experience when it goes down like that. Here's another good text from the 815 Grody. It's very hard for us lifelong Cubs fans to swallow breaking up this squad, especially since they're in first place. One more good starter, and we've got just as much of a chance of taking the title this year. No, that's another good text because I know, man, there there is, there is no doubt about it. There is a sentimental side to this Cubs team considering what they did and some still very productive exciting players on this this Cubs team I I went to a game early this year and you know Cubs fans love love those players that are out there they are they are still even though I just kind of went through the failures of of the ends of seasons those are superstars to Cubs fans still. And no matter what happens, even if you are for the Cubs making a dramatic splash at the trade deadline, is not going to be an easy dance to say goodbye to any of those guys. Absolutely. I do disagree that they their one start. Well, <laughs> I don't know. If you Darvish had been around, maybe they would be just as you know suited as any team to win the World Series. One more text before I take a break um, from the 309. Mark, WMBD in Peoria announced that they are the new central Illinois home of the Bears starting this fall. The Greg and Dan show. Bears. In the morning, gave you a shout out on the air on WMBD. Um, So that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, WMBD in Peoria is where I started my radio career and and the guys that do the morning show when i was there back in 90 i was still in college 95 those uh greg batten dan diorio who do the morning show in in peoria they are still there and still my friends i love those guys so yeah that's cool hey man expanding the bears all over the place and let's do that let's talk about the bears next because the Bears has had a mini camp. The real camp is coming in about a month from right now. And Eric Enholm of Yahoo Sports ran into him. And on the final day of the Bears mini 
Camp the other day, had a good chat with him, and so I would like to bring some of his thoughts to the radio. So Bears Talk with Eric Edholm is next. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.